2: What's up? Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast where we suddenly have a ton to talk about. It is presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO to get up to 2 risk-free bets worth $2,000. What's up everyone? Adam Hogue, Kevin Kadick sitting in. We got Nicholas Moriano over at Hallows Hall. We'll uh, hopefully we will see if he shows him. up. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we things are Things are on the fly here today, as we like to say. Fluid day. Fluid. Just a bit. The Bears are moving their schedule around. They have six new players. (laughs) Six. They claimed six players off of waivers. That means they have to cut six players because all those players that they claim go to the 53-man roster, and those cuts now have to be made by 3 o'clock. So it's a busy day over at House Hall for Ryan Poles and the Bears' front office uh, and we're trying to sort through it. The headline, though, Alex Leatherwood is the biggest name claimed. Um, that is actually uh, we're gonna have to get the f- uh, the defensive tackle is actually Armin Watts. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Armani Watts. Watts. It's okay. We've it's only okay. had
0: twenty minutes here. I just, I just. Lawrence, you are pasted. approximately
2: the one hundredth person who's made that mistake in the last thirty minutes. So Shit. do not. Did we be spell? Upset tr- about it. Is,
0: did we spell Trevin right? Does that spelled like Tevin? Trevin. Trevin, Tevin.
2: We got Trevin. A lot of oh things gosh. to keep track of. Armin Watts, the defensive tech. We're going to talk about all this.
0: I think it's funny because you started off this morning's newsletter by saying, hey, by the time you read this, the 53 man might be completely different, and you were right.
2: Well, I mean, we. I, I'm surprised six put. That six is a lot. It's the most in the NFL. No other team claims six. I think one other team claimed five, maybe. Um, but let's break it down. We'll start with Alex Leatherwood, who's been a big topic in the NFL since he was drafted a little bit over a year ago, the 2021 17th overall pick, Yeah. who, you know, back in 2020 was the starting left tackle for one of the best college football offenses we've ever seen at Alabama. Uh, A lot of people liked him going into the draft last year, Kevin, but... Not a lot of people thought he was worth a first-round pick. You're probably going to hear us say this a lot over the next 10 minutes or so. There are so many comparisons between him and Tevin Jenkins. Right. One of which was just coming out of college. Is he a guard? Is he a tackle? Is he worthy of going in the first round? Is he not? Can he move? All this stuff. He goes to the Raiders who, at the moment, people felt like drafted him too high it just really hasn't gone well. He did start every game for the Raiders last year, though. He did. They cut loot. They cut him loose very quickly, and now he's a bear.
0: And he's one of those guys where you can see why people kind of fall in love with him. He's got the body. He's got what Ryan Poles is looking for in an offensive lineman. He's fit. He's and in he's shape. from Bama.
1: Um, the machine, Alabama. Nick, he's, yeah, crew. a
0: five-star recruit out of Alabama. I mean, I, now I think there's some some questions. Does he have the snarl? Is he is he fierce enough to really get up there and you look at some of this tape where he's trying to to set that edge and there's no edge setting going on whatsoever (laughs) so it's not great but I think you know when you have a general manager who is a former former offensive lineman that puts a little bit of hope in you that's okay maybe he maybe can get in the system and work things out and I was actually just reading a a comment on a a Raiders message board, and and one of the Raiders fans there said, "Look, he was not a great fit for what the Raiders do with Derek Carr. He's not great great in pass protection, but if he can get into a zone rushing scheme, then maybe becomes uh, the zone blocking scheme. uh, Maybe he becomes a little bit more valuable. So I I think that it's it's pretty clear why Ryan Poles is willing to take this chance.
2: So." They started him at tackle last year. It didn't go well. They moved him to guard. The results were a little better, still not great. And then they tried to move him back to tackle this year Mm -hmm. uh, with a new coaching staff, a new regime, and it just didn't really work out. So, again, the parallels to Jenkins, who just two weeks ago was finally moved to guard, and the results have been much better. Um, I find this very interesting. Now, a couple notes right away. This is a guy who has struggled who is now joining a new offense right if you're thinking he's going to be out there playing week one no probably not if I had a guess right now he is inactive week one against the 49ers but bigger picture I find it very interesting what you found and what you just mentioned Kevin about the idea that is this guy a better fit for what the Bears are doing now and then a lot of times that's what you see with these claims. We're about to talk about one on the defensive side of the football that I think is actually yeah. a really good pickup for the Bears, who could potentially be active week one. But in this case, so you gotta pick up, what is it, five point nine million, I think. The Bears did the Raiders a little bit of a favor here um, by picking up that guaranteed money. It is a lot. Someone was gonna do it though, right? I mean I I wasn't sure. But you're getting him for three years yeah this isn't like you know he's still actually potentially four you could still pick up the fifth year option on <laughs> right. him if things go great, so
0: did you have him as a first rounder in twenty twenty one
2: uh I'm trying to remember back i think it was more like a early second rounder okay uh, yeah I think that's i know I wrote about it I know I liked him i know he, he I, worked I yeah 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 I but know
0: seventeen I, was a big stretch and you look at the, the tenure of Mike Mayak and um, John Gruden. Like, good what times. a disaster. Good yeah.
1: times. <laughs> yeah, good times if I you're a Raiders fan. They, I think it's seven draft picks, first-round picks since 2019. The There's three of them left. are released, and, you know, none of them are actually playing or anything. Unbelievable. Uh, we got a super chat, guys. Uh, this is from uh, David Hunsaker. Thank you, David. Uh, how many on the 53 can be sent to IR to make room for these players? I'm imagining Harry and Caleb Johnson. Anyone else?
2: Uh, That's a good point that Mm -hmm. that is part of the roster clearing that can happen. Now that the 53 has been set, anyone sent to IR today can return in four weeks. Johnson's dealing with an injury. Nikhil Harry's dealing with an injury. Um, So that'll help clear some of the room. You'll also have some other players waived, and then they'll be subjected to waivers or being claimed by another team. But if they clear, then they can be sent to the practice squad. So... um, you know, I, I, I'm i fascinating. I think it's fascinating to see who's going to be cut here. Who, I, I mean, I, I I would imagine some of these old linemen, now that you're adding Leatherwood, I was surprised that like a Zachary Thomas right. made the 53 yesterday. That,
0: this is not good news for Zachary Thomas. Right or
2: Jatire Carter, although t- to me, Jatire Carter's been used more than Thomas and has a little bit more versatil- versatility between Tackle the other part of this is like maybe the Bears still look at Leatherwood as a tackle in this scheme, but I think this is more of a developmental view to the future rather than all right we got this first round pick from a year ago let's throw him out there as soon as possible. Um, but the problem is you got to carry him on your fifty three while you sort this out. So it's very interesting move that the Bears made today. I don't hate it though. I don't hate it at all. These are the types of guys you're you're trying to add uh, youth. If it all works out, if you can develop this guy, whether it's guard or tackle, again, he was drafted last year in the first round. It, you, you could end up with him being here for a long time. And so for $5 million, gives I, I think a damn? it's
0: worth it. And it, it almost seems like Ryan Poles came into this job and he knew you had to you solve offensive line, you had to solve wide receiver. He bought a bunch of lottery tickets at wide receiver. And now he's just bought another lottery ticket for offensive line. He's, he's bringing people into that room, see what works. Obviously, he's not spending a lot of money
1: on the free agency market. It's a bit of a pricey lottery ticket. It's like buying like 300 lottery tickets. Probably. 6
0: million lottery tickets? Yeah. 5.9 million well, so well, lottery yeah, tickets?
1: We'll see. I don't know. Bama pedigree. That's my only thing that's keeping me like somewhat positive about this.
0: We're seeing in the chat right now that – they just signed Isaiah Coulter to the – all this stuff is happening right now, Adam. We're on well,
2: the... <laughs> look, look, well, look, yeah, the practice squad's being settled here. Uh, Coulter made a lot of sense. I think Brad Biggs just tweeted that out. Okay. Um, Chase I ca- Allen. Yeah, here. I can also give you my list from yesterday. Um, you know, there's a little trick you can do when you're in the Bears' locker room and you can see which players had their name tags removed because ah. they were waived but don't have their lockers cleaned out. So it doesn't mean that they're all going to be on the practice squad, but it gives you an indication who they're trying to get back to the practice squad because obviously players can be claimed. Mm-hmm. Um, you end up picking up six guys. Now you're going to try to get other guys to the practice squad. So everything's fluid. But I do think that a list of guys here, in addition to Isaiah Coulter, who makes a lot of sense, I also wouldn't be surprised to see Thomas Graham back. Um, but Simba Webster, Darrington Evans, the uh, running back, Demarcus Gates, who's Will DeWitt's favorite bear of all time. Uh, Chase Allen, Dieter Eilson, uh Trevon Coley, and Micah Due Treadway, I think, are all players that the Bears intended as of yesterday to get back to the practice squad. This stuff all has to be finalized today. More players will have to be cut by 3 o'clock. And um, so there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do. And
0: none of the waiver wire. No one cut yesterday was picked up. The Bears Um,
2: had no players claimed, which is a yearly tradition. (laughs) Is that a bad sign. (laughs)
0: can't imagine why.
2: (laughs) Everybody gets so upset. Now, if Jack Sanborn gets waived today to make room for these other guys, then maybe I'll be having a meltdown tomorrow on the show when he gets claimed (laughs) by the Green Bay Packers. Um, But uh, in the meantime, this is not totally a surprise. All right, we talked about Leatherwood. I want to talk about another player that was claimed, that could actually um, have a bigger...
1: Is it Armand Watts spelled correctly on the full screen? There we go. It is Armand Watts. Way to go,
2: Lawrence. Uh, And you know what? I'd like to formally apologize to you because I think I put that name wrong. you did. I just copied and pasted. Uh That Uh is 100%. I'm going to say 99% my fault because I actually took that list from elsewhere. Sure. um, Just to do a little copy and paste scenarios. All this was going fast. But I should have double-checked it, so I'll take 99% of the blame and zero of it on you, Lawrence. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, That being said, it is Armand Watts, and it's somebody I was keeping tabs on. Armand Watts, as of yesterday afternoon, this time yesterday, was slated to be a starter for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, He had a breakout season last year. The problem is they changed scheme. Mm -hmm. and I think that they thought that he wasn't a great fit in what is now a 3-4 defense up there in Minnesota being run by Ed Donatel, a Vic Fangio disciple. They instead, after cutting Watts, went out and traded for Ross Blacklock from Houston, who is more of a prototypical two-gapping nose tackle to fit that 3-4. Watts now gets claimed by the Bears. That'll be running a scheme closer to what the Vikings had before this year fits this defense a lot better, I think. So that is a name that I find very interesting potential uh, as a potentially as a one, uh, one technique in the interior of that defensive line. I like that pickup a lot and considering, yeah, he's got to know the scheme a little bit, but defensive line, shoot the gap, go, go stop the run make a tackle, uh, go get the quarterback. That's a little bit easier to get up to speed than when you're talking about Alex Leatherwood moving to a new offense. Sure.
0: I like anything that gives us the potential of having Vikings fans swearing you know, <laughs> as they see Watts on top of Kirk Cousins a few times a season. Yep. Could that happen?
2: Is, is that going to happen? Do uh, we guarantee that happens? Well, I mean, they're still coping with the Justin, whole Justin Fields-Kellen Mond thing.
0: <laughs> Kellen Mond picked up by the Browns.
2: Yes, which is, again, anybody claimed you got to put him on your 53. So he's on the Browns 53. Another interesting pickup there. I'm sorry, there.
1: he sucks. I think he's terrible. I just, Are, yeah. I, Mond, okay. put him in a pond. No. Well, at least the the Bears didn't. Bears didn't. I
2: just wondered if, if he cleared waivers. Is he somebody you potentially try to add to your practice squad? And in his case, you'd say, well, why wouldn't Mon just go to the Vikings practice squad? Well, they clearly don't like him. <laughs> right. So, um, why would he go back there? Yeah. So, maybe he tries to latch on somewhere else. I'd still like to see the Bears actually sign another quarterback besides Nathan Peterman to the practice squad. We talked about that yesterday. Um, but, again, a couple comments. Why would the Vikings let Watts go? Completely fair question. Could apply to all these players. But, again, I think it's scheme. I think he's a... Somebody that shined in their 40 front, the Bears are now running that. They switched to a 30 front, and it could just be a matter of what they're asking him to do. Do you think
0: they released him and were like, man, I really hope the Bears don't pick him up?
2: Because Does he sucks. he get sucks. that level? Watts? Yeah. Well, did you say the Vikings were hoping the Bears would pick him up?
0: No, that, that they wouldn't pick
2: him Oh, yeah. maybe. I don't know how much they were thinking about that, but I think that is a, a very interesting Um, name to watch. These other guys, honestly, we got to kind of learn on the fly here. But I can tell you one, Sterling Weatherford comes over from the Colts. He's a rookie out of Miami, Ohio, which means he was on the same defense last year as Dominique Robinson, the Bears' defensive end. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he played safety there. The Colts tried to move him to linebacker, so it'll be interesting to see where the Bears view him. Uh, Yeah, I believe he picked off Matt Barkley in the preseason
0: two guys from Miami making position changes more or less yeah which is interesting and you just kind of wonder is that a scouting thing where they were watching Dominique so much and and Sterling caught their eye and they weren't able to make it work as a signing following the draft or the the Colts signed him but this creates opportunity for a player that player they liked he seems to be a hard hitter physical I'm sure that he's probably going to have his share of fans in the Bears fan base
2: um interesting to see how he develops. Uh, and then uh, Josh Blackwell provides some help at cornerback, which was a, uh, a position I've spent the last twenty-four hours talking about. A little bit of concerns about the depth there, mm-hmm. so he jumps on the uh, the fifty-three. He's a rookie out of Duke. Um, so some cornerback help there as well. I'm I'm trying to also sort through as these players get picked up, who like how these six spots on the roster g- get cleared for these players. So I think Nikhil Harry's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb Johnson potentially going to IR is a, was a was a great point made by one of our commenters. That could be two. Um, is there
0: a possibility one of the wide receivers goes or no? Maybe something we don't know?
2: Mm, maybe, but I think I kind of like that who they kept there. Um, well, I mean, the killer Harry would be the one wide receiver. Right. I, I, I Maybe I, Dante Pettis still, but I don't know.
0: I That would put you down to five wide receivers and only three tight ends. Well, we assume one oh, of yeah, those. Oh, Trevin Wesco is an addition at tight end.
2: Yeah, I think we assume one of the offensive linemen then comes off. So that's 4 Um trying to just look here.
1: I got a super chat while we're uh, thinking about these things. Isaac, thank you. Uh, He says if the Bears put a player on IR this week, would they be available for week four then, or is it four game weeks? Yeah, I
2: believe they sit out four weeks. So um,
1: let me double check that. That's a good
2: good question, though. That's a good point. I'm thinking maybe Jalen Jones, too, since they picked Mm -hmm. up a corner. And that's five already. So maybe this isn't as hard as I thought it would be you kind of forget the back end of the bears roster still isn't that impressive. right? So, um, so we're getting there. All right. Very, a lot of, a lot of news there for uh, the bears today though, with, as they pick up six players, we'll continue to break it down for you. Um, do need to tell you though, the points bet Sportsbook is counting down the days until the football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off from now until September 8th, PointsBet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from noon to 1. That's the window we are in right now. Sign up for PointsBet now using code CHGO to also get risk-free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, so much more now through September 8th. But that's not it. If you make a fifty-one dollar or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. Maybe that new QB1 shirt we dropped oh, yesterday. Yeah. Can you put that up on screen? Which oh. is getting oh gosh, r- rave reviews. I gotta get that on screen. Give me this give has me a been our best-selling shirt so far, money. like right off the bat. Oh really? Yeah, tons I mean, of people. I mean, people in. Liked, when we dropped it on yeah. the show yesterday. The it was QB1. It was pretty awesome. Pretty uh, we'll pretty show it to you yeah. in a second. But meanwhile, download the PointsBet app today. Use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited-time offer. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Yeah. So uh, he's bringing up the is. shirt.
0: There it is. There it Ooh. is. Our awesome design staff here at CHGO. That's going to be a, a cool shirt to wear to Soldier Field South Lot this year. Uh, some people just bought it straight away from the CHGO locker. Other people signed up for a membership and elected that, that as their free shirt. And when you do that, you get access to all of our content, including your uh, members-only Bears Things newsletter that comes out every Wednesday yeah, morning. Yeah, it dropped
2: this morning at 8 o'clock, like we warned people. roster yeah. was going to change by the time you read it. It was um, good, though. But there's some interesting stuff. It on. was
0: still a topical read, Adam.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> all right, Chicago, you already have the best coverage for your favorite teams. But get fitted out in the best sports gear in addition to the QB1 shirt around. FOCO has you covered from Soldier Field to the front room, north side or south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar DeRozan with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, FOCO. Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life? FOCO has you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the YouTube description below. And for all non-presale items, if you use the promo code CHGO, you'll get 10% off.
2: Check that out. And to answer your question from earlier, you have to sit out four games on injury reserve before you can come back. Um, That puts them back for Washington. Yes, that is correct. So each team can now designate up to eight players to return from IR uh, during the season. Each player may be designated to return twice in one season. However, both designations uh, count towards that limit of eight. Players must remain on the list for at least four games prior to returning to the active roster. Teams can begin to designate players to return on August 31st. That's straight from the
1: NFL. So there you go. Another super chat from Martin. Martin. He's, uh, thank you, Martin. He says, Alex Leatherwood starting left guard in 2023, white hair replacement with his contract becoming cuttable. Love the work you guys all put in, bears down. Thank you, Martin. It's Possibility. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I think he's immediate depth.
2: Um, I don't know if he's active week one, like I said, week mm-hmm. two probably takes a couple weeks to get up to speed and what they're asking him to do. But since he's on the 53, he can't just sit there and be a wasted roster spot all year. Um, and, like, that's the thing we got to – every time we talk about the roster, players are going to get hurt. <laughs> right. Probably right away. Could happen in the first quarter. Wasn't uh, Jason Peters last year got hurt, like, right mm-hmm. away against the Rams in week one? So, it's going to happen. You, you have to adjust. And so, Leatherwood's going to have to uh, be depth. and then. But I am curious, and we are here from Ryan Poles tomorrow. The Bears general manager is going to speak – At House Hall tomorrow, so is Ian Cunningham, the the new assistant GM. And we'll see, you know, why they made this move. Do they view him as a guard? Do they view him as a tackle? I think we got to be open-minded that maybe they still view him as a tackle in this game. We don't know.
0: Yeah, we certainly don't know. And we should note that tomorrow's podcast will be delayed a little later, so we're going to be able to get Ryan Poles's Reaction and all of his plans, and you guys will be able to talk about that.
2: We're actually going to do an evening pod tomorrow. Evening pod. Yeah, I think it's going to start at 6.30. Okay. Um, there's going to be plenty to digest from. Am I doing that? The front <laughs> office. <But> I, I, <laughs> I think right now the schedule.
0: takeaway is the headline is Reclamation Project, and it's going to be a process. Don't, don't expect, like Adam said, do not expect Alex Leatherwood to be dominating things by – Week two or week three, because that's not going to happen. Right. The payoff is potentially in 2023, 2024. And like uh, uh, the super chat just brought up this, this brings up some options for, for roster management in the future.
1: And uh, shout out to Mr. Polici in the chat who says that I spelled Trevon Wesco's name incorrectly. And again, I was copying and pasting. So that's another that's another loaf for you over there. Hook. I will say
0: Trevon Wesco was the only person I actually saw on Twitter where there was a, a a fan of the team that he was coming from saying, "Oh, thank God you took that guy." Oh no, it was a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a pissed off Jets fan. So well, the Raiders
2: are probably happy. I don't know if the there's first. any other kind, but took that guy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not gonna out the person who uh, is responsible for this uh, of the spelling of the names um
1: is it someone in our office
2: no i did give them proper credit on twitter when the hint
1: hint when the players were uh
2: were uh announced that the bears you know claimed them but uh
0: yeah things things are fluid things happen quickly we pump out a lot of content here we move quickly we correct our mistakes when we learn of that
2: on the fly, it's the uh, fly.
1: quite a day here.
2: All right, we'll see if we're going to talk to Nick. He's dealing with schedule changes, all kinds of things over at House Hall. But we might Good check times. in with him for a few minutes. Uh, I think the Bears locker
1: room is open there now. But you no, know, I think he said everything's happening later now. Or well, yeah, he said the lock. What is it? Locker rooms open now, and yep. then everyone's talking later after locker. No, just or, the
2: defense coordinator at twelve forty-five. Okay. So we'll find yeah. five minutes
1: in there where he yeah. can
2: come talk to us. I, he said something else on the
1: Slack channel.
2: Um, All right. It, Tom Pellicero also saying that the Bears are re signing quarterback Nathan Peterman to the They're practice right. squad, which was expected. Nathan uh, Peterman are,
0: getting a lot of play on ESPN's highlight reels yesterday.
2: Oh, yeah. You want to explain that? <laughs> Why don't you So I,
0: I started a thing yesterday. I. ESPN had a thing where Dan Orlovsky was talking about how the Bears were going to be terrible, which is fine. Like, Dan Orlovsky is uh, entitled to his opinion on the Bears possibly being terrible. That is within the realm of possibility, except for the fact that the B-roll that they were running for him was all just, like, basically Trevor Simeon and Nathan Peterman, like, running for their lives. So, to me, it was just a little bit disingenuous because, like, all right, (laughs) Nathan Peterman's hopefully not going to be taking snaps for the Bears this year. Trevor Simeon's hopefully not going to be taking snaps for the Bears this year, particularly behind the third-string line. So um, people kind of latched onto that, and I made a little stir on Twitter, so it was a fun day.
2: Okay, so we, this has been discussed a lot this offseason, like how the national outlets seem to keep right. shitting on the Bears. I At first, I was willing to give them not necessarily the benefit of the doubts, not the right way to phrase it, but like – okay, if you're a national guy, why would you pay attention to this team this offseason? Right. Right? Like, there's a little bit of out-of-town stupid that isn't necessarily their fault because you have 32 teams to pay attention to, and I don't blame you that the Bears are not high on your list. Yeah. But then it got to the point where we're in the preseason, and the Bears are actually out there looking somewhat decent. Sure. It, like in the middle of an ESPN
1: and the, broadcast,
0: yeah, they, and they played a nationally televised game, right? So yeah. you can't even have, like have the excuse like while well, they played Saturday on twelve, and it was only they were available on local market, right?
1: Yeah, and,
2: and, and granted, grant, it's a preseason game, so not everybody's watching it, but I, I will say that there's a lot more evidence in the last month that has become sort right. of clickbait and
0: and it's not like people like you and Brad Biggs and the guys from The Athletic, all of your work is readily available. It's very easy to quickly read up. Like, hey, if your producer says, hey, you're going to be talking about the Bears in this segment, maybe do some homework on it. Let's see what's going on. Let's
2: check in on what's really going on in Chicago right now. (laughs) Right.
0: I I mean, I I, like, so I used to cover baseball from a national uh, perspective at Yahoo. So I understand, like, you go into a season and you do have a thumbnail for all 30 uh, teams worked up, and you kind of go through that if you're on a national show or whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like you, you kind of have to stay stay you a also, little bit more. You friends.
2: also have local guys that you check in with. Like yeah. I, I have I have friends that cover the league in the, on a national basis who will shoot me a text, shoot me a DM. DM hey, how has this guy looked? Right. You know, things like you that. You knew that
0: Watts would be a good. Good option for the Bears, just because of the homework that you do.
2: Yeah, and But I'm just saying, you know, some of the people that you're going after, I've never heard from them before, and I don't <laughs> think that they're actually necessarily doing their homework uh, on what the Bears are doing. Or they are, and they just don't care because they understand that uh, every time they criticize the Bears, we the Bears are, fans yeah. tune in and then get mad about it and –
0: it's very easy to, uh, yeah. to upset the bear, Dan.
2: Uh Lawrence, can we jump into our positional rankings, or are we still working on that?
1: Uh, we could do it here. Give me, like, uh, another minute here. I do have a super chat I wanted to bring up first from After Hours. Luke, uh, he says, Do you think the Bears are going after Leatherwood and taking on his remaining contract brings more legitimacy to the rumors of a Tevin Jenkins trade? Is that something we – should we just tell him to rewind? Or is there more that we want to bring out? than that? We talked about that real, right off the bat. And that's
0: the question that popped into our mind. But well. That's not going
2: to happen this week. I mean. Well, here, here's the thing. This is a. Uh, I'm, I'm actually. This is a good question. I'm glad it came up. Because. It is a great question. Because. The, in some ways, Alex Leatherwood is Tevin Jenkins. But without the back concerns. <laughs> you know. Like. He actually played more games than Jenkins did last year. Um, he also hasn't had nearly as good of a preseason as Jenkins now has on the flip side. But uh, yesterday was a weird experience at House Hall. Uh, first of all, it was nice to be back in House Hall locker room for the first time in two and a half years. Wow. Um, but Jenkins is there on what should be you know cut day is a weird day cuz you have guys who are let go, you have guys who made the team and should be ecstatic about it, but they also have friends who got let go. So it can be emotional in that locker room on mm-hmm. cut day, certainly. Talking to Tevin Jenkins, it still felt like the guys on the bubble. And I that is a weird position considering he seemingly has done everything he should have done in the last 2 weeks. To not only earn a roster spot, but earn a starting job. But there he is sitting in his locker, like he still doesn't have certainty. He still is bringing up trade rumors on his own. Hey, I could still be cut, I could still be traded. Second time in two weeks, by the way, he is the one who has brought up the trades, the The word word trade. trade. And the first time, honestly, last week in the press conference, it was even more bizarre because he wasn't even asked a question about that. Um,
0: you think it's a possibility that it's motivational techniques?
2: Well, I think a lot of it has been motivational tactics yeah. with him. And I think, and if you're sitting there and you're Ryan Poles and you're Matt Eberfuss you're going, "This is working. Let's keep this." <laughs> <laughs> Chris Morgan, the O line coach, "This is working. Let's keep it going." But you also, he gets asked by Mark Potash, "Hey, does a football player prefer to have peace of mind?" Mm-hmm. And understandably, his answer was yes. Sure. You start to believe in yourself a little bit more. You start to trust yourself. Trust yourself is a two-word phrase that Northwestern uses. It's an old Randy Walker thing.
1: Was that the thing on the little uh, piece of wood? They have a,
2: the, yeah. the sign, trust yourself, that as a player's run on and off the field before halftime and after the game, they, they slap the sign. It's an important thing in football, to trust yourself. Right. You can't trust yourself on the football field. You're going to have problems. You need to trust your teammates. You need to trust your coaches. But most importantly, you need to trust yourself. And as good as Tevin Jenkins has started to feel the last couple weeks, when you hear him talk the way he did yesterday, I'm still not sure he trusts himself completely. And so I think at some point he needs some peace of mind. And I don't know that going out and adding Alex Leatherwood today is going to help that. (laughs) But I also think like just adding Alex Leatherwood doesn't necessarily make him expendable today. Now, Couple hours from now, if he's gone, am I going to be completely shocked? Not necessarily, but a little shocked because someone has to play that position against the 49ers. And asking Alex Leatherwood to come in and pull a Khalil Mack with a week's notice yeah. to get ready for week one in a new, on a new team, I think, uh, although he is coming from the Raiders, so maybe that'll work. <laughs> anyway, I hope that answers the question. I don't know. All right, positional ranking. Me? Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, uh, so.
1: Been working in the background here. I think we got it to uh, cover here.
2: By the way, everything in Hallis Hall, according to to Nick, has been moved until after practice. So, what are you going to do?
1: Schedules moving at Hallis Hall. That's that's not new. Things are fluid today. I think I said that immediately after the top of the uh, show. That
2: happened all the time under the last regime. All right. Anyway, roster... uh, far from finalized, but we did get our initial 53. I thought it'd be a good idea to kind of go through the positional groups and rank them to mm-hmm. see where the bears are stronger in uh, full disclosure. Since I did this, the bears have six new players. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I hope you're not making me change anything. Nope. Okay. Just, but checking. I might question some of my own opinions Or Lawrence here. over there. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. So apologize to apologies to the chat. I've, been doing a lot of work here in the background, so I'm not putting a lot of things on, on screen today. But if there are super chats, I notice them. I'll say that. A lot Can of you? super chats today. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Awesome. We'll sneak in everything by the end of it. By and the way, smash the like button. I know I say that occasionally.
0: Smash the like button for sure.
1: Hit it. It's a thumb. Just do it. It's very easy to do. Research
0: you... has shown that if we ask you to smash the like button, you hit the like button. It's amazing.
2: That's an that's a interesting concept there. All right. Let's start.
1: I hope we're starting at the top because uh, that's. What oh, we're, we're starting, starting at. at the top, number Beautiful. one.
2: And I, I for a fact, I'd like to have you reveal it on the screen. I think it'll be funny. Okay, that here
1: one. we go. Ready? One, two, three. Oh my gosh! What? <laughs>
2: surprise! Surprise! I go there with we the go. Okay, but seriously, if you look at every position, positional group the Bears have, where do they have the least amount of questions? They have one of the better kickers in the league. The yeah. punter is a rookie, but he's done nothing but look good in the preseason. Trenton Gill. Um,
0: so for the podcast crowd, number one is special teams. Special teams is special.
2: Yes. And snapper Patrick Scales has been there. He's actually the longest tenured Bear at this point and never mm-hmm. really had an issue um, when he's been out there. So sort of a boring start to this thing, but I think when if you really look at it, that is the Bears' biggest strength where they have – almost zero questions and you feel good about it.
0: I like the fact that Matt Nagy's and Ryan Pace's lasting legacy will, will be leaving a solid kicker position in Cairo Santos
2: yeah. after completely screwing it up <laughs> because the guy can sh- rest easy. Cause the guy who should still be kicking for this franchise is coming to soldier field although, week one. On the
0: Although Cairo, he, he doinked that one in the last, the last preseason game. Can't have the yeah, Are we
1: concerned about that? Uh, that Only a single a, dark, we didn't really. So. We haven't really touched on that from, you know,
0: your number one position. We didn't talk about it in we, the uh, – we, we, we were so happy in the
1: yeah.
0: In the, the postgame on Saturday night. We actually didn't even mention that.
2: Nah, he'll be fine. Was it a 63-yarder or whatever that was what Pittsburgh?
0: Was, <laughs> no, it wasn't 63. <laughs> it, was it, was, 60. it was a long one, though. I'm
2: still mad that they attempted that field goal in Pittsburgh <laughs> last year and ruined his streak over nothing. All right, uh, let's go to number two on the list. Uh, a little bit more of a fun discussion. But defensive line, I like this this group. Um, mm. You know, I, we, we touched on it yesterday. It's a good – and now you add Armin Watts. I like it even more. Yeah. Um, you, you got a good mix, to me, of guys who are proven in the league. Robert Quinn being one of those guys. Uh, al Kwadi Muhammad, proven in this defense – and then you have a mix of younger guys that have some promise, like Travis Gibson, Dominic Robinson, who needs to show a little bit more. But, you know, you have – you you basically have, like, all levels you would want at the position. Established vet, who now holds the franchise <laughs> sack record for a single season all the way down to a promising rookie. Um, and now you add Armin Watts, who had a breakout season yeah. in – a 4-3 defense last year, doing the things that they're going to ask him to do with the Bears. He had five sacks from the interior defensive line. Um, that's promising. So that's where I put defense defensive See, line number if two. If you go
0: back a year, though, and you said, okay, we're going to lose so many players who have made a difference, Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack and um, Eddie Goldman, and to say it in a year from now they're still going to be in a great position – I don't think I would have expected that.
2: Yeah. Um, but I think it, it. this was this was the one area, actually, that for all the Ryan Pace faults, you never worried about their D-line, really. Right. They were always strong there, he, whether it was, you know, savvy pickups. Um, guys who were cut, they'd bring them here. He'd have a good season, go sign elsewhere. They always had good players. And, and Jay Rogers was a phenomenal defensive line coach when he mm-hmm. was here. They don't have him anymore. Um, But defensive line, I think, still remains uh, a strength for them. All right, going to number three on the list, it's actually an offensive position. It is running backs, which we have to include the fullbacks now (laughs) with the running backs in this new offense. Um, But David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert didn't have the greatest preseason, but still coming off a promising rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, Tristan Ebner is an exciting rookie, assuming he's healthy, but I think he will be. And then I think you like what they brought in at fullback with uh, Blassingame and then Jake Ton just made the team for, for now-ish. Now. <laughs> we'll see how that shakes out over the next coming days or even today. But right now he's on the roster. Uh, I think this is one of the strengths uh, and certainly the thing you feel best about on offense.
0: Yeah, and then even if you have Darrington Evans having to step in for a, um, for an injury or whatever, you, you still like that depth.
2: Yeah, so. assuming
0: he's on the practice squad, which
2: I think will happen.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, you mentioned that. So yeah. Next.
1: Hey, slow down over there. <laughs> well, well, I thought this was already. I'm sorry. Um, I've decided I've made a poor choice, and I've decided to make Photos for each one of these. I don't know if you're oh, noticing okay. that changing yeah. the photo every time.
2: You get it. This is uh, that goes above and beyond. Okay. We like it. We like the effort. Um, but safeties are up next with Jaquan Brisker. Now, this is where we're starting to go and talk about depth issues, though, because I like the safeties. If Jaquan Brisker's healthy <laughs> and Eddie Jackson's out there, all of a sudden you have an injury, and we're talking about guys who are really special teamers now stepping in at safety. And it becomes a little bit – and I think it's going to be a running theme basically with every position we talk about from here on out.
0: (laughs) And there's still a lot more to go. Um, And
2: as we get to the bottom, we're going to have issues with some of the starters, but that's how this works out. I like the safeties. I like the starters at safeties. DeAndre Houston Carson's shown a knack for filling in, but there's obviously a reason why he's been a a special teamer throughout his career. Um, But at least with the the addition of Brisker – if these two guys are healthy, I, I think it's a strength on defense.
0: This is just the sort of thing where we're going to have to cross our fingers and say our prayers that those guys do stay healthy because you do feel good with those two guys. But then you just don't – you know, you just – a new system, you want guys to get familiar with the positions that the coaching staff has in mind for them. You mm-hmm. just don't want to keep moving them around because then, that, then that's where, where, where problems start to start.
2: Um, all right. Next up. Quarterbacks. You don't have to keep changing the picture. It's Hold okay.
0: on a second. I got to add that. But the, it's all on. right. Quarterbacks no, are Let's next Just put up. a picture of Staley
2: up it's, there it's and you'll coming. be fine. There, It's coming. Stay strong on the mascot game. You know, you can put the mascot. <laughs>
1: There's QB one. You could put the mascots right,
2: fit. Five. The mascot. Staley, like, on... Un- so my son went to, to practice one day, yeah, and Staley just, like, walked up out of his way, took a picture with him, was great, and then just pulled out a Sharpie and just drew all over his hat.
0: Oh. Uh, unrequested?
2: Unrequested.
0: Yeah. How'd you feel about that? I don't care.
2: Okay. But I thought how'd it your was, son feel about I it? I thought it was interesting. I think he was just confused. I, think I was mean, actually I'd be pissed.
1: My son's... F- drew a marker on the kid's hat. I mean, were there well, other he,
0: autographs he on the
2: hat already? Staley
1: autographed a hat. No. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. That's a little questionable. I'd probably kick him in the down belows. Yeah. That seems aggressive for a mascot. It's a mascot. Did you see the mascot knocking the kids over over the weekend? No. It was uh, the Braves mascot, Blooper, whatever the hell his name is. Blooper? They That's were, they an were interesting doing, name for a it mascot. It was one of those, you know, football games where it's mascots versus uh, children. Yeah, those are actually fun to watch. Stiff, stiff-arming children. It was a good time. Now, you, they usually do take it a little bit Oh, before. I did
0: see that. Yeah, but the, the kids were in pads. So it wasn't as bad.
1: Yeah, nonetheless, it was fun to see Mm -hmm. them just whacking him down.
2: For the record, I'm very grateful that Staley came out of his way. My son loved the interaction. But it was worth, I thought, a topic worth bringing up at some point. Does
0: does he owe you a new hat?
2: No, I don't care that much. And it's fine. But (laughs) it's, I I just, it was interesting. Um, Anyway, Justin Fields, more important than Staley the Bear. Yeah. Um, So I put quarterbacks fifth. Again, same type of deal. I like Justin Fields. I don't like where his preseason is, preseason has gone. I think you feel mm-hmm. good about him being the Bears' starting quarterback right now, despite some of the growing pains that are sure to come. And I think even with Trevor Simeon as the backup, there are plenty of other you there are worse backup quarterback situations in the league. I do think there's a huge step down, mm-hmm. but I still put the quarterbacks fifth on this list.
0: That seems about right. Fields has, has a way to, way to go, a way to prove himself, a way to move that position group up, up. And Trevor Simeon, if, if he does need to step in, he's not going to light the world on fire. Now can he run this system to, to maybe a win over a lesser team? I, I definitely think that's possible, which is, you know, you're not going to upset a team with your backup quarterback, but you should be able to beat the teams you're supposed to beat, um, which, you know, there are a few on, on the schedule. Um, and I think Simeon is capable of doing that.
1: Um, now, I th- have a quick question here. I, you know, before the waiver news, we were talking about expectation levels. That was the plan for the show. Yeah. Do we want to just sidebar and get into that a little bit? Let's or do
2: that after we get through the rankings.
1: Okay, fine. I was trying to give myself a little I mean, more time, I know, yeah, fine. I know you're trying Let's to understand. just
2: stall so you can get all your pictures up
1: there. Very but. true. <laughs> 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 we, I'm ready for number six,
2: if you want. Okay, number six, the linebackers. Um, this was interesting as I, I tried to find a spot. Obviously, you feel good about Roquan Smith. But did you guys talk about this at all on Saturday? I apologize because I was at the wedding and missed the show. Yeah. I heard it was a great show. I've never had a Justin Fields game like that to talk about postgame. I know. That's what, what yeah. you get for going glamping. Yeah, I, know. I went to a wedding. Uh, it was a great wedding. Sh- also, shout out to uh, Gina Davis, who is now officially my cousin and an incredible singer. You can I'm find sorry, her on Spotify. Not the Gina, Gina Davis. Gina Davis, the actress? No, this is a di- this is my now my cousin, Gina okay. Davis. I, Spell it the same way as Gina Davis, with two s- E's. Yeah, no. I
1: thought we were talking about Gina Davis. I know. I was, you know, I was, I was excited own, for a little right? bit. Yeah. G-I-N-A. Dottie, uh, what,
0: what, what, what's her name? Dottie. I Dottie. don't remember.
2: Yeah. Look her up on Spotify. Okay. G-I-N-A Davis. Okay. Incredible amazing singer i'm being serious um and could we get her
0: to like come and sing the like national anthem before our ba- bears tailgates
2: we'd have to fly her in from seattle but we could do let's it let's do it or canada i can never tell where they are they're either in canada or seattle okay it's it's kind of a running thing in our family uh if big topic at the wedding where they're gonna live which country they're gonna live wouldn't blame them if they stay in canada <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a whole whole other discussion that here is Adam. a whole
2: other discussion yeah. anyway um I don't know how we got on that topic. <laughs> the linebackers. You like Roquan. But did it feel iffy that he didn't play the other day? Like not necessarily yeah. the injuries. I'm just I'm just wondering, you don't want this to go down like the Allen Robinson.
0: So you did miss the uh Ryan Poles had a or did you watch the replay? Ryan Poles did a um Interview right after halftime, and the first question that Adam Amin asked him was like, well, "What happened to him?" And it was kind of this very like kind of rehearsed, like, "Oh, he had tightness," and just kind of dropped it. There was like no elaboration. It was kind of like, eh, "Was there really tightness?" And
2: yeah, I don't really. I mean, just the Bears haven't earned the benefit of the doubt to yeah, me for me to believe I mean, that he just had tightness.
0: I have a lot of tightness every morning. I still come into the CHGO offices every day.
2: I actually need to stop sitting like this because I've started to develop. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I have developed a problem with my right hip because of the way we sit in these chairs. We need more. We I, need <laughs> I went to the chiropractor last week, and he was like, yo, your hips, you're literally walking at different levels oh, because man. your hips so out of place. Yeah. And, he and the it. hips don't lie. My hips definitely Did don't lie. Did he line. do that
0: thing where like takes a picture, and then you see like how disaligned you are? No,
2: he didn't even need an x-ray. To, he just like lined up my legs and was like, this one's an inch longer than the yeah. other.
0: They always do that, though. I always sort of feel like maybe it's like a magician trick where it's like a optical illusion. <laughs> and then they charge you $100 and you go on your way. Well, come on.
2: No, I like, I, I believe them because I was <laughs> feeling it. That's why I went in. And then my right hit immediately yeah, yeah. by Saturday was the out of line again. I got to go back in. Anyway, um, still like Roquan. I like Nicholas Morrow. I think these guys are going to fit in this defense. I do wonder how much Jack Sanborn can can push but like let's be honest there's a big drop off between Roquan Smith and the rest of the linebackers on this team absolutely in terms of you know fitting in where you would rank linebackers in the NFL so I hate to say it again but they're one or two injuries away from okay what's this unit really going to look like
0: I think you look at a lot of these position groups and and we're really sitting here and we're hopefully really insistent on the system saving them right and the system elevating their Mm -hmm. talent level But the roster of the 2022 Chicago Bears is not really the talent level of once this team starts competing, right? There's a lot of guys on this roster who probably aren't going to be around when the Bears are hopefully pushing the playoffs
2: and farther. Yeah. Um, Of course, I'm underrating the – Pro Bowl season that Jack is Jack about, about to have. yeah. So, uh, all right, let me give Lawrence a little bit more time by telling you that if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. You can choose the one you want. That QB1 shirt, I highly recommend it. What about the Sky shirt? Or the Sky shirt. Which, we do have a basketball theme going on today with our shirts. Lawrence is also
0: wearing a Sky shirt today because the Sky yeah, are playing we're tonight.
2: We're twinning. What happens when the Sky plays the
1: sun? Because isn't the sun in the sky? Yeah, it reminds me of an old song by Supergrass where the sun meets the sky. But that's a (laughs) 90s alt-rock reference that you don't need to hear. If you have any questions, maybe about whatever the hell that
2: was, email pointsbet at all cho. Supergrass super reference. <laughs> if you have any problems with references on the show, pointsbet at allchco.com. We will help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now, register your account from start to finish from your phone, and you'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Um, I think that's all we got. Sorry, that's as much as we can stall for you. Yeah, no,
1: that's fine. We're uh, we're good here. What? Who did we just finish? The linebackers? We did linebackers. Number six. Let's yeah, fire I'm through ready.
2: the rest of these. So number seven, I would go with the tight ends. Still apparently only two tight ends on the roster. Still wonder if that's going to change.
0: Well, they Um, added Wesco today.
2: Oh, yeah. Forgot that one. So,
0: does that elevate? Does that put it up to number one for you?
2: No, it definitely does not. I'm still going to break this down as it is still Cole Komet and Ryan Griffin. Two guys I like. Um, You're going to see a lot of two tight end sets, though. So, again, the depth is what's concerning. Um, And Chase Allen, though, I think is headed back to the practice squad. He was... I thought he looked pretty decent, actually, in the preseason in training camp. So Mm -hmm. um, maybe I do feel a little bit better about the depth now that some of those guys have been added at this point. But I still put that seventh because Colt Komet still got to prove it on the field um, at this point. Big year. But honestly, they have tight end seventh. This is where you start to look at this and go, maybe it's maybe the talent isn't as bad as Dan Orlovsky
1: says it is. Or as you tell me, Dan Orlovsky says. Now just remember that Dan Orlovsky is uh, known as the Twitter moron that likes to say all red wine should be chilled and he says all kinds of outlandish shit about food just to like get people's goat or whatever, if you will, and so you know, grain of red salt. Red wine should be chilled? Yeah, he makes ridiculous that, comments just
2: That that just one seems to really have affected you.
1: <laughs> well, he's an idiot. He's like, yeah, come on. I, I like, like, for the record, I like Dan Orlovsky a lot. Yeah, my my nice glass of Montepulciano. You know, I don't okay. want that chilled.
2: Do you like chilled red wine? Uh, I like a rosé. I'm not a big wine guy to begin with. I probably wouldn't have that chilled. Yeah, because that's Ooh, stupid. Okay. There's a guy on Sirius XM on the highway. I think, is it Stormy Warren who all he drinks is Chardonnay on ice, which apparently is a thing. All right, uh, let's keep it rolling here. I put cornerbacks number eight. Same type of deal. I like the starters a lot, but I do wonder, okay, who's even the third corner? Do they have enough depth there? But in terms of Jalen Johnson and Conor Gordon, you feel good about that. Did Kindleville door just suddenly get a lot better? Maybe. I still think he was on the field more like 60% of the time instead of 100% of the time. You feel better about that. But uh, putting the cornerbacks at number eight. Number nine, wide receivers. Okay, this is where you still have a lot of questions, right, even about the starters. Darnell Mooney, great. Mm-hmm. They had three guys healthy at practice yesterday. I think a lot of these guys are coming back. Taze Sharp, Bayless Jones Jr. I feel like they're going to be available week one. Um, but s- that
0: group is healthy. Do they move up the rankings for you?
2: If they're healthy and they start Because I don't to- like
0: the cornerbacks as much as you do. So, I mean, I would – Okay. It, w- with health, I would probably flip cornerbacks and wide receivers – um for sure
2: I mean I'm still on record and believe it that once they do get out there and start catching balls the room's going to be more productive right but a lot of that's just based on how not productive it was last year but yeah on the scheme and 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 you're putting a lot of faith in that but I still think as you rank these positions that's where they end up and then number 10 for me is the offensive line I feel better about the offensive line than I did two weeks ago I'll say Mm -hmm. that but I don't know how you can't look at this and look at all these position groups and put it anywhere than last. They're going to prove it. They're going to prove it. And the test is, starts right away against a very good 49ers front seven.
0: It's going to, we're going to know right away, like, what they did with this offensive line in the, in the preseason and offseason and, and what they were able to mold it into. But that test comes against the Niners and Nick Bosa. And we've got our fingers crossed. Um,
1: I don't know. It could work out. Shout out to me for finishing those graphics before you actually called for them.
2: That was a really good job.
1: Whew.
0: Don't you feel like, I mean, can you scheme your way out of, like, a bad cornerback situation, though?
2: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I do think this scheme should protect the corners a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um. Definitely, you know, they're playing with their – eyes towards the quarterback a lot more than last year or quarterback a lot more than last year I'm again I like the starters I just feel like they're one injury away from it being not far off from where they were yeah
0: I'm nervous about the corners and
2: I I hate to tell you guys this but people are going to get hurt by halftime in week one somebody is going to be questionable with some injury and not return for a month okay
0: well I'll be up on the
1: roof what roof? That one? Okay. I, I don't know if I'll be up there.
2: I don't I'll be watching the game still. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finally, the last uh, topic we have for you that we were going to lead the show actually with, but um, it w- was also in my Bears newsletter today. So I had high expectations for Justin Fields yeah. coming into camp. I said, blow me away. Not, nece- not necessarily sure he blew me away you know, from start to finish, But Saturday was like what I was talking about. Like, why can't you just show up and look, you know, number 11 overall pick from a year ago, asking him to look good in the preseason, I don't Mm. think is actually that high of a bar. No. Uh, It also doesn't mean that he's going to be a star going forward. But that's just, I thought that was actually a fair bar to set. Get better throughout training camp, look good in the preseason games. And that's just checking one box. Now we get to the regular season and see what it's lo- what it looks like. That was the only point I was trying to make at the start of training camp. When it's all said and done, he met my expectations. That's, yeah. that's what I was asking to happen. I like that it was mostly, there were up and down days, but mostly ascending throughout camp. I like that his footwork looks better. That's something mm-hmm. they've been harping on and improving. It was lined up with his throws on Saturday. I still think... There's room to improve. Decisions can happen faster. There were misreads even in that game. A couple people asked us yesterday to talk about the Kurt Warner video. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but I watched it last night. And Kurt was as critical as much as he was praising the guy. And there was both. It was 50-50. But there was definitely some reads that he didn't get to quick enough, some throws he didn't make quick enough. Um, And yet the decisions he made still ended up with good results. Because he does have the raw talent, and that's mm-hmm. what you want from the quarterback. So there's still room to improve, but overall, I leave the month of August feeling like that was a successful developmental month for the most important person in the organization. Yeah,
0: he had good days in practice. He had bad days in practice. A great exit of the preseason. We were honestly, you know, over the moon on Saturday night. We were pretty giddy, and because we don't, we don't have a lot of those days, right? No. Like, So we we did want to throw a parade, but, um, and look, he doesn't have to be an all pro this year. He, he doesn't have to be an all pro in his career for the bears to be successful, but you need to make, see him make a move into that top 15 top 10 type of quarterbacks. Did you hear well, that uh, this little to really pay off.
1: that little mention of him by Bruce Arians yesterday on uh, the I know. Letter Network? I, I mean, it was see like floating around. You know, people were like, "Oh, he mentioned Fields." It was like literally, like he just said his name. He didn't say anything nice about him, I, it. It was like one of those things where
2: did he mean it or did he blank on
1: whatever name he was, was trying to come <laughs> up with? And Justin Fields <laughs> just came to mind, and he said it. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, but hey, that was praise, I guess. I that's mean, a, if that, it's it's about as good. If as it's real
0: and it comes from Bruce Arians, that's awesome. I mean, that's a great stamp of approval.
1: Hey, I will say this, you know
2: as, as critical as Kurt Warner kind of was in that video, there was also a lot of good things like it was hey you could still he was looking at it like a coach would yeah like hey, this was good. this was good. We're making progress here but also fix this 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 and this. like right. that's what you want to have after a win those types of corrections while the arrows still pointing up.
0: And the other thing too is you have to elevate what is not a great roster too like that's what you want to see from a quarterback no matter what NFL team you are, can you, can you make your teammates better? And that's what Justin Fields needs to do this year, and, and there's a lot of players who do need to be made better.
2: I also like that Luke Getzi is like, hey, slow down here. Like, okay, yeah, this is just – you're not turning a corner here. This is just progress. This is it, all – It was
0: a Browns defense without – it's two best players and it's, it's two starting corners.
2: Yeah, so. exactly. All right, uh, anything else in any final thoughts before we get out of here? I want to know about clamping. Like, what? What was clamping like? So, if we really want to get in this, so my cousin. Do we? I mean, we've been waiting. It's been like how many days? It's my cousin does the trapeze. The trapeze. What? The trapeze. Like, so his f- circle of friends—they're like they're like circus friends. Oh my god! <laughs> like, literally, and they're Is awesome. He in like
0: Cirque du Soleil or something. Or?
2: No, not to that level. But okay. he used to do. Um, he would go down to. Um, club meds down, like, the Caribbean and do, like, the shows that they put on okay. at those resorts. You he's also, literally
0: the man on the flying trapeze.
2: He's the catcher, and he's really damn good at it. So oh, when the he guy catches does a the flip, trapeze? then he catches the person. Oh. I mean, he could do both, but that's Oh, his he main. catches while he's on the trapeze. So, so he's hanging upside down from his legs catching somebody. Yeah, I have,
0: I have a lot of questions.
2: Yeah, starting with these people are frustratingly incredibly in shape
0: that seems like a very specialized talent that's probably not compensated all that well
2: um i don't know enough on the compensation but my guess is you're probably right okay you're probably right um but there's a trapeze school in seattle if you're happen to be out west and want to check it out and he's been a big part of that that. would be a
0: poor idea for me to check out
2: my wife did it when we were in seattle for christmas last year um so anyway he got married and his, his wife is an incredible singer, Gina Davis. Look her up on Spotify, wherever you listen to music. You also download her album. Um, so it was a fu- this, was a, this was a more unique wedding than you would probably normally go to. Yeah, the Emerald City Trapeze, Trapeze Art. Arts is what's, what it's called. I've been there. It's We should have cool. sent Nick out there when he
0: did the, uh, the Seahawks game. We should
2: have. Missed opportunity. Nick? Nick could have done it. I feel yeah. actually somewhat confident that my cousin could have caught him.
0: Yeah, there's no way your cousin is catching me.
2: Oh, he probably would if you got, you just got to get in the right spot. That's (laughs) the challenge. I'm not getting in the right spot. There's crazy timing involved with this. Okay. Um, So, part of the wedding when getting back to the glamping was they, we were all like at this big campsite on a lake, but they had cabins there so you could rent out a cabin, which there really wasn't much in these cabins. You to like even bring your own sheets and things like okay. that, but there were mattresses that you could sleep on.
0: Was there any other like circus folk there, like bearded ladies or fire
2: swallowers? Well, okay, <laughs> I don't know what they all do. Mo- these are mostly trapeze, and and by the way, some of the best trapeze people you can find sure. in the U.S. I mean, they're very talented people.
0: I bet um, like the trapeze people think they're better than the rest of the circus people.
2: You think so? Probably. Okay. <laughs>
0: Better than the sword swallowers and the fire eaters? The sword swallowers is pretty cool.
1: Sure. Let's, let's do quick. Let's do ranking. I thought uh, I was asking uh, about glamping. Friends. Now we just got into this whole other
0: kind. Well, yeah, you weren't I, expecting yeah. it to go there. I didn't. Yeah. It was a fun conversation, though.
2: Um, we do have a surprise cut <laughs> Yeah. that we have to Uh-oh. end the show with. According to go. Mike Garofolo, and this one has me somewhat floored, but goes back to fit within the defense. The Bears are waving Kyrus Tonga after claiming Armin Watts today. Wow.
0: We'll always have that touchdown return in I am, uh, training camp.
2: I, th- I will say this. As high as I've been on Tonga, I think Watts is an upgrade. I think he's a better fit for the scheme. But I have also been raving about how naturally I thought Tonga transcended. Mm-hmm. He- he's kind of in the same spot. Watts was in a different defense, and this was something that we've talked about all offseason. Could this happen because you just didn't know how he would fit in his defense. Now, my guess is I, you think that they are hoping he can clear and he ends up back on the practice squad. Or maybe they don't view him as a fit. But um, that is a, a little bit of a surprise, but a situation where they probably looked, hey, there's this player available on waivers. Is he better than this player? If he's an upgrade, you make the move. Yeah. But that is a... Uh, that's a little bit of a surprise
1: one to me. Does that knock down the number of Ryan Pace players to 21, yes. I believe? 21?
2: It was at 21, I think, yesterday, so oh, okay. 20 at this point. Okay. What was an even crazier exercise was being back in the locker room yesterday for the first time since 2019 and trying to count the players who were in the Bears' old locker room because that op- the new one opened up in 19 – I think it was down to, like, a handful of guys who had actually ever been in the old locker room.
0: So you had to figure out where everyone was at, where their lockers were at, because usually you know who That usually changes in every year anyway, Yeah,
2: for the most part. Um, but, yeah, there's not many guys who were even at the old house hall. There's been a lot of turnover. I think over. the last
0: time I was out there, I was talking to Alex Brown and Pina Tillman, so I would have no idea where to go.
2: It's been a little bit. For that, but yep, Tonga is a um, probably expendable with the way they changed the defense, and you're wondering if that was going to happen. So we'll see if he comes back or not. All right, we will be back tomorrow. There's going to be plenty more news. There's going to be guys cut, maybe a trade that happens. Um, well, it should have a practice squad, not yeah. finalized, but at least have an initial practice squad to talk about, and the general manager. Ryan Poles is having a press conference tomorrow. So tomorrow's show will be in the evening at 6.30.
0: With that red wine on ice.
2: Hit the like button. (laughs) Hit the subscribe button. Get your red wine on ice ready to go. Um, And the notification button will help you because that will always update you on when we are live on YouTube each and every day. Follow us at chgo underscore bears, at chgo underscore sports, Great job by Lawrence handling all those Thank you. graphics today. Hit the we like appreciate. button. Go, Go Sky. Ahead. Hit it. Hit that like button. Sky and four. Thanks to Kevin for filling in. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you then.